Hello, one and all. Welcome to the first ever episode of Radio Free Menga. You know, I don't even know if I should call this an episode or not. Do podcasts go by episodes? I'm not even sure. Okay, well, anyway, uh, the intro to this podcast, right. Um, well, first of all, I have been doing a newsletter for 11 weeks. There are only 10 editions of the newsletter, but it went on for 11 weeks because I forgot a week. <laughs> and, you know, that was part of my uh, reason I didn't mention this in the final newsletter, but that was part of my reason for wanting to stop doing it, because, to be honest, is pain in the ass. I actually like talking into the microphone better sometimes. I do a lot of blogging. Okay, so I got Menga.net, I got the Facebook thing, I got the Twitter thing going on. I just signed up for a Reverb Nation account, which I'll talk about that in just a second. And... You know, all this stuff piled together, and then the newsletter, and it's like a once a week thing. And there have been several times I have written it like literally two hours before it went live. And it's like, ugh, you know. So, yeah, I wanted to do something which, well, see, here's the thing is that, um, uh, how should I put this? The newsletters really was not that different from the blog. It really wasn't. And that's why I kind of became disinterested in it, other than the fact that it was just a pain in the ass to do. Um, it was no different than the blog. And in the newsletter, I couldn't really style things the way I wanted to because email is such a pain in the ass these days. So I was like, that was... You know, like another reason, it was just a sucky thing to do. But the uh, the thing that the podcast, right, doing the radio thing. Now, for some background, okay. My college degree is actually in video and radio communications, and I have a little story about that. <clears throat> Don't worry, this is short. Okay, the deal. Uh, when I was taking classes, this is back in the early '90s. Okay, I graduated high school in 1993. And I went to college after that. And when I'm in college uh, doing the video and radio thing, one of the assignments was to read a news broadcast. And the professor, what he had told us is, this, okay, you guys are going to do a read. All I want you to do is tonight when you go home, make up some news or either uh, make it up or read it from a local source or however you want to do it. That's what you do. So I go home that night and I'm talking to my father about it. Um, and he tells me, hey, why don't you just listen to AP in the morning on uh, WINY 1350. This is back when I was living in Connecticut. And uh, that's a little tiny radio station, W-I-N-Y, 1350-1350 AM. And AP is Associated Press. So I said, hmm, it's a good idea. So all I did is I set up a tape recorder. Because remember, this is in the 90s. We're still using tape recorders back then. Uh, audio cassette, right? So I set up the audio cassette recorder. 
recorder. I wait for the AP broadcast to come across the newswire, and I hit the record. And then it's it's short. I mean, it's only like uh, three minutes, maybe five. So I record it and I transcribe it. So I uh, I played it back and I typed it up on my computer. I printed it. And then I uh, did a test read at home, and then I go to school, to college, and I did my read. And I noticed that um, during my read, everyone's really paying attention to me, because it was actual real news that had happened that morning. And uh, there were people saying, is, is that real, Rich? It's, yeah, it was real. I said, it's from AP. And some people said, what's AP? <laughs> said you're in video and radio and you don't know what AP is. Anyway, so uh, I obviously got a glowing A uh, grade A for that A++ for that assignment because I just did such an... I was the only guy that actually thought to do that. So uh, anyway, my point to telling that story is that I have always liked speaking. I am a talky type of person. If you ever talk to me in person, I can spin long yarns. So I figured, well, why not put this into a podcast? I would enjoy it more than doing a newsletter anyway. So here it is. Okay, so that out of the way. What I'm going to talk about in this one, I'm going to talk about Tampa Bay because I live in Tampa Bay, Florida. And I'm also going to talk about Reverb Nation. I will talk about Tampa Bay first. In Connecticut, now I lived in a tiny town called Killingly, Connecticut. It is a 50 square mile town. Very rural. Um, very white. <laughs> this Sorry, but it is. And uh, but the interesting thing about Killingly, Connecticut, is that I don't know if this is just a New England thing. I don't know if it's the proximity to Berkeley School of Music. I don't know what it is, but there are actually quite a few good musicians in uh, Killingly. I knew guys there and girls who were. On my level, I mean, there are some people on the internet that say I'm this amazing guitar player and whatever, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, for those listening that don't know that part, yes, there are people that say that to me, and I, I sincerely appreciate it. I try to be as humble as I can, modest or whatever you want to call it. But the thing is, there were uh, more than a few people that were all on my level. Uh, if not ex- greatly exceeding it, I knew awesome jazz drummers. I knew killer bass players. I knew guitar players who could wipe the floor with me. I uh, knew awesome singers, and yeah, it, 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 there was no shortage of really good musicians in that tiny effing town of Killingly, Connecticut, and surrounding areas, of course. Then I moved to Florida. Oh God, did the I live here I've jammed with a few musicians and there has not been really one 
Uh, okay, there was one experience, but out of the people I've jammed with, there really are not many that can really keep up with me. And uh, they're just musically, they're not with it. I don't get it. I really don't. Uh, Tampa Bay is the land of 5,000 shitty recording studios and 10,000 bands, and they all suck. I'm sorry, but they do. And I have been trying for years, literally years now, to try to find people to jam with. And it has been an uphill battle all the way. When I was in that tiny shit town of Killingly, Connecticut, and for anyone from Killingly, I'm sorry, I just called it a shit town. But what I mean is that it's kind of a hole-in-the-wall rural thing. You know, they got farms and farms and stuff like that. Actually, I take that back. It's not a shit town. It's just a small town. Okay, so apologies for that. But anyway, so the point is is that even in that tiny town, I was able to find some really awesome musicians with really relatively no problem. Uh, but in, in Tampa Bay, it's like impossible. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if just times have changed. I don't know if I've changed. I mean, well, yeah, I've changed a little bit. If anything, for the better. Because I am uh, a lot more tolerant of uh, musicians that are not, you know, at my level. And of course, this is evidenced by the fact that I get contacted by beginners all the time. On the internet, I get emails saying, hey, uh, how do I do this or do that or do the other thing or what should I buy and whatever. And put it this way, in my 20s, I used to tell those people to F.O. seriously, but I guess I have in my, uh, now that I'm 38 and fast approaching 40, I've become a lot more calmer and a lot more uh, approachable, I guess is the word for it. So, yeah. I'm a lot more tolerant of the, and not only tolerant, but I invite it. People want to ask me questions about music or what gear to buy or whatever. I don't turn them away. I don't. Because I write a blog and I try to assist people as best I can. I'm, uh, some people consider me an expert on the subject. Well, I don't give myself that title. I want to make that clear. I don't. But I am very, uh, aware there there are people that really take uh, a lot of interest in what I say, so I try my best not to say the wrong things. Every now and then I slip. I'm not perfect. No one is. But the deal is, is that I try my best to be accurate. I try. I do research uh, as best of my ability. Yeah, anyway, so, anyway, back to Tampa. So the deal is, it's like, there's these, all these shitty bands around here. They all play the same damn thing. They're all doing these crusty old hits of the 70s and 80s and a little bit of the 90s. And man, are they bad. Not only are they bad, but they're very protective. And what I mean by that is that if you try to edge your way into the music scene, and it's a shitty music scene, by the way, so you try to edge your way in, they will shut you out because they don't want you uh, treading on their little circle, I guess you could say. They just don't want you in there. Because they're so protective of the crappy gigs that they have. Because to be honest, and this is the God's honest truth, any band 
that's worth anything could stomp every other band in Tampa Bay. No problem. I'm not kidding. Um, if you're even half my level, even quarter my level, with the just a, a good act and uh, you practice regularly, you do your stuff, and you don't play the same shit over and over again by that many covers, and you put on a genuinely entertaining, good show, you will get a lot of gigs here. It's totally true. It's Gigs are easy to get in Tampa Bay. Easy. All you have to do is just look around. I mean, there's plenty of bars, plenty of clubs, plenty of restaurants, plenty of coffee houses, outdoor venues, county fairs. And remember, there's no downtime. You can play all year in Tampa Bay because of the weather. No winter. Well, there is a winter season in Tampa Bay, but there's no snow. So, yeah, you can do it. And the uh, the key to getting it done is essentially to get yourself and three other people or more or whatever and just put yourself together a good act and a regular schedule and you could very easily stomp every band in Tampa Bay with no problem. My problem has always been trying to find people that don't suck. And uh, believe me, they are... Not only are they protective, but they take offense very easily. Like, I'm a tolerant guy. I really am. But when I see someone playing a song wrong, especially if they're a cover band, last band I was in, this actually happened, I would actually said to the dude, I said, you're playing, he was playing, what was the song? It was a Steve Miller song. I don't remember what song it was. And he was doing it wrong. I know he was doing it wrong. And I said, dude, you're doing that wrong. He instantly fires back, I've been playing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You have no idea how bad I wanted to just fire back at him and say, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. You don't know how to play this damned song. And then when he played it in front of people, he played it in front of people wrong. And there were some people I could see in their faces. They knew he played it wrong. He's over here having a grand old time. Sober, mind you. This is the kind of shit you deal with in Tampa Bay. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. So my struggle continues. I figure I eventually will find people around here that don't suck. And, uh... Yeah. And I'll put it to you this way. I'm not even looking for expert players. I know, I sound really... I must sound so conceited right now. I'm truly... I'm not. I just expect people to keep a beat know the difference between one chord and the other. They don't even have to know how to solo as long as they're solid. I've been, I mean, there are times I've jammed with drummers that could not keep time. A drummer that cannot keep time is worthless. I don't think anyone will disagree with me on that point. Same thing with a bass player. Bass player can't keep time, worthless. Drums and bass are always supposed to be the backbone of the band and keep the beat going. They can't do it. They suck. Plain and freaking simple. If the singer goes a little sharp, a little flat, even during rehearsal, they suck. It's like, whoa. And maybe I was spoiled by the fact I dealt, uh, not dealt, by the fact I... uh, played with so many great musicians in New England. And maybe that's it. Maybe I'm spoiled, but hey, for the better, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, yeah, Tampa Bay sucks ass sometimes in the music scene. Well, and in the, to even call it a music scene here is a joke. 
any band here, and again, I'll say this, uh, well, uh, not say this again, but I'll put it in a different way. If anyone uh, in Tampa Bay wanted to start a music scene, they totally could. One band can start a whole new revolution type of music scene here, and it is so easy to do. All you have to do is not suck. Well, that, and you do have to play gigs regularly and get to know the uh, retail owners for the bars and the clubs and the restaurants and the outdoor venues and the county fairs and so on. It's really not that hard to do. Truly is not. Okay, on to the second topic, Reverb Nation. Yeah, I have been against Reverb Nation for the longest time. I wrote a blog post about this, and some of what I'm about to say will be a repeat of what was said, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay, so here is the... uh, Well, we'll start it. In the early 2000s, very, very late 1990s, early 2000s, bands started posting music on the web, but Bandwidth was at a uh, premium back then, and the only website that did it was mp3.com. It's totally different from what it was, but that was the first site that I know of that allowed you to upload and post your songs so people could stream them back on dial-up, mind you, and it worked. Well, anyway... There was that, and then social media came into play, and there was this thing called MySpace. And uh, MySpace originally was not for bands, but then eventually at the uh, at its peak, it was nothing but shitty bands. Every shitty band had a MySpace page. So then after MySpace started falling out of favor, did all the bands switch over to Facebook? No, they did not, for a couple of reasons. First of all, Facebook did not have fan page ability back then. And secondly, Facebook did not have any ability to name your web address. Like my fan page address is facebook.com slash richmenga. That was not available back then uh, when Facebook started gaining popularity. It eventually got it but it didn't have it for a while then so uh at that point all the bands are like oh myspace has fallen out of favor what will we do well the only other option out there was this thing called reverb nation which is kind of a dumb name because reverb is an effect as in reverberation and uh that's uh, reverb is short for reverberation then you have reverb nation which i suppose is a play on reverberation reverb nation which is dumb because websites are supposed to be world based and not national based yet reverb nation makes it sound smaller than it actually is supposed to be it's a dumb name okay first of all anyway so all the shitty bands now myspace was originally the place for all bands shitty then reverb nation became the new place for all bands shitty and so they all went there, and they basically stuck. There are still some bands to this day that have never bothered with a Facebook fan page and still use Reverb Nation. So why did I get a Reverb Nation page? Basically put, because Craigslist sucks. The last time I tried searching for uh, for uh, musicians to play with on Craigslist, I got slammed so bad you don't even want to know. Oh, I was made fun of big time. 
I put some very simple rules down. I said, no crappy sports bar bands. And that was probably the part I, I had a, a lack of judgment, good, how should I put it? A lack of good sense there. I shouldn't have said that in the ad, but I did. And I got pounced on <laughs> something awful. So I was like, I don't want to be in any crappy fucking sports bar bands playing crusty hits of the 70s and 80s. I've done that. Yeah, unfortunately I did. Never again. Not doing it. And of course all the bands in Tampa Bay say the same things. You gotta play what the fans want. I don't want to play what fucking 40 and 50 year olds, uh, excuse me, drunk 40 and 50 year olds want. I don't give a shit what they like. I really don't. I give a shit what I like. Now, there are fans of mine who are 40, 50, and above in age that like what I do for what I do, which is cool, and that's fine. But if they came at me and said, uh, something stupid, play some Skinner. No, fuck you. Not doing it. I'm not doing it. No. So, anyway, the point is, is that even though Reverb Nation sucks and it does suck it's a horribly designed website in basically every way it is a cavalcade of confusing menus it is and it has a ranking system which is ultimately worthless they that site constantly tries to hawk worthless products at you that will never work but in the end, it is better than Craigslist. And that's the whole point. Craigslist, for musicians in Tampa Bay at least, is dead. It's so bad that other people go on the Craigslist and bitch about how other people bitch about other people all the time. I'm not kidding. It is that bad. So, uh, now Craigslist is still good for selling things like cars or renting apartments or selling or buying houses or whatever. Yeah, sure. I can see. Or the, the free section. By the way, on Craigslist, always check the free section first. Amazing what people give away. Anyway, so it, it has its place, but not for musicians anymore. It used to be a place for musicians, but no, not anymore. It is a piece of shit. I do not recommend using it. Uh, the two sites other than Facebook and YouTube to use for finding musicians are basically Reverbination and Bandmix, as in bandmix.com. Bandmix is kind of an old school format, but it is admittedly easier to use for Reverbination. I, I do have an account there. I might start using using it again, so, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, this concludes the first episode of Radio Free Menga. And believe it, believe it or not, as you can tell, probably, I did this all in one take. I did not edit a thing. Nothing. I'm just going to leave it as is. Ah! I don't even know how long this ran for, but whatever. So uh, that's it. And uh, I plan on doing the... Yeah, I plan on doing this once a week. I'll try to anyway. 
I would appreciate comment. If you actually listen to this whole thing, please send me a comment. You can email me at rich at menga.net, or you can leave a comment on my blog at menga.net, or on, uh, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Or Reverb Nation. <laughs> ReverbNation.com slash menga. So anyway, that's it. Rock on. Take it easy.